G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy Francis is National Director of Politics at the ACL. Wendy's joining us. Wendy, welcome back to 2020. Thanks again for having us, Neil. We appreciate it. Wendy, let's talk about things that are changing in the Northern Territory right now. The the NT government proposing changes to their anti-discrimination amendment bill, which either uh, undermine or directly attack the religious freedoms of everyday Australians. Uh, What have you been noticing about these amendments? This is really worrying because it's following in the footsteps of a number of other states, and this is obviously a territory, but wanting to change their anti-discrimination law. And there are specific areas of concern for us. And again, this I guess it plays into the whole federal notion of having a religious discrimination um, bill as well. But without that, this bill, um, for, for a start, it removes protections for religious schools. So uh, Christian and other faith-based schools would not, under this new um, proposed anti-discrimination law, they wouldn't even be able to um, hire, to specifically hire, uh, Christian staff or teachers of relevant faith. Um, so this is and, and and this is this is something that we're very concerned about nationally, to be honest, Neil. Um, but it is when when we fight against this, we're not just fighting against this on behalf of of Christian schools. This is actually a direct contravention of our international human rights commitments to religious freedom. But apart from that, um, this Northern Territory push also is wanting to introduce new offence-based laws. So um, we we are very concerned about when we start talking about legislating against offence because what offends one person um, is somebody else's truth at times. And we are becoming so incredibly thin-skinned. And so we see people like Lyle Shelton being taken to court um, for offending, so we're worried about that. Um, certainly, the other th- this is a really um, huge issue. This particular law because it also allows courts to determine whether church theology and doctrine is robust or not. So they decide, no, no, you can't say this because other people in your church might not necessarily believe that. So they will have churches. Um, determined uh, whether they can believe some particular part of theology and and you know staff and and teach according to that that will be determined by a court. Um, they've got the complaints regime will be weaponised by activists because of all this offence based laws. And I suppose the other thing that is a big concern to us, but it's almost an afterthought. Of course, in this new legislation, they're proposing to erase uh, sex. They're dehumanising the language. So it'll um, remove any binary idea of sex distinction of male and female. So again, um, this is a lie. And so the the whole ACL mantra is to speak truth in public. So we are speaking really quite um, strongly into this. And certainly um, a lot of Christians have 
contributed to a public survey um, that closed last week. And so we are hoping that the government will listen to to what we're saying. Um, but we're, we, are, we are concerned, yeah. Wow. You know, as you're sharing all of those things, Wendy Francis, uh, it deepens yeah. and saddens and ought to disturb every single person all around Australia, not just people in the Northern Territory, because this is similar sorts of things that are being discussed and implemented in states around Australia. But I couldn't help but think, Wendy Francis, sometimes we talk about the separation of church and state. And uh, people are often thinking that somehow rather, uh, you know, the church ought not to have any sort of say in the things that the state does. But interestingly, Mm. with one of those elements that you point out where this bill empowers courts to determine what church theology and doctrine ought to be, Mm -hmm. in other words, an intrusion of uh, the uh, the courts and the intrusion of the state into what the church believes. Now, for listeners who are wondering just how important that is, uh, if there is no separation of the church from the state, in other words, the state doesn't tell the church what to do, then you've got all sorts of opportunity there for the rising authoritarianism, Churches, in fact, are the foundation for the fact that we even have human rights. If churches Mm -hmm. can't be the conscience of a nation, if the church can't speak out and say this is right and this is wrong, we're in real trouble here. So just those little finer points in the detail, Wendy Francis, these are really disturbing, aren't they? They are really disturbing. And the whole point, as many of your listeners would know, of the whole separation of church and state was to ensure that the state could not impose on the church. And what we're seeing here is a complete reversal of of that. So, And the other thing that frustrates me about the whole separation of church and state when people understand it incorrectly is that somebody's opinion is going to actually be spoken in public and in our government and Christians have every much a right to speak into the public space um, than anybody. And so when we, if we're saying, oh, Christians shouldn't speak because it's separation of church and state, then other people's opinions and other people's ideology is going to actually rise and truth is going to be lost in the public square. And that never pleases God. And schools being at the centre of where these things are happening, where the battles are taking place, uh, it's really, as I've said over the times when we've been dealing with these sorts of controversies, schools are just the first step. And schools are like an extension, Christian schools, an extension of the Christian church. And if the Christian schools are under the thumb in those senses of being able to determine what morality as Christian school holds, the next step is then to really overtake the Christian church. So this is a battlefront that just can't be lost, isn't it? It's, uh, you're absolutely right. And for me, um, our children are the ones that we need to protect and our children are often the casualty in any spiritual war. And I believe that that's because when Jesus said to come to his kingdom, he said, come as a child. And so children are very important. The innocence of children is very important to God. And it seems to me as if the real battlefront is often where our children are. And so our schools are a real battlefront in the spiritual war today. We'll be keeping a tab on what's happening as those things develop in the Northern Territory, but this is not the only place in Australia that these things are 
bubbling along, simmering along and uh, disturbingly uh, having a real impact, Tasmania and their conversion laws. Wendy Francis, what's the latest in Tasmania? So um, we're, we're still really fighting this battle and, and there are some reasons to, um, I guess encourage is a too strong a word, but we are seeing, um, we're getting in to see the Premier, we are getting in to see some of the top MPs, but the conversion therapy laws in Tasmania, if anybody is aware of what's happened in Victoria, where the conversion therapy laws have even stopped people from being able to pray. So legally, you're not allowed to pray for anybody in Victoria who might be gender dysphoric unless you are praying that they will um, find their true self in conversion. Um, and that is to actually move forward and be affirmed in the gender that they want. So this is terribly frightening. And that's what's happened in Victoria. I, I hate to alarm Tasmanians, but their law will go even further than the Victorian law. And so we're looking at parents, pastors, uh, medical practitioners. Uh, they will be banned from helping anybody struggling with their sexuality or gender confusion unless they are affirming that child or that adult in their dysphoria. So by in any way helping anybody to, um, to seek truth, for instance, then you would be criminalised and, and actually referring to that person as a child abuser if it's a child so the the Tasmanian law wants to um, it wants to impose their restrictions even on your private conversations and this impacts not just uh, obviously churches and youth leaders but it impacts families so around the kitchen table uh, a parent saying to their child who, who believes they're a different gender than what they are born um, so no darling you are actually this gender that's how God made you that would be a, um, a criminal offence. And if that gets out, if the child even says that at school, then that, parent, that child could be taken from the parent because that conversation would be deemed child abuse. It sounds like I'm making this up. It's so incredibly bad, but I'm not actually in any way um, exaggerating this. Wendy, of course, we've spoken to church leaders who have said we don't take our cues from the government when it comes to pastoral care. We take our cues from God. Uh, there is a looming time now where these sorts of cases will find their way into the courts, no doubt, because the legislation is being implemented. Uh, there is a sense here in which uh, church leaders, uh, people who are running churches, uh, people who are governing uh, church denominations, they've got pretty tough decisions to make about standing firm for biblical truth, haven't they? They do indeed. And unless there is a dramatic turnaround on this, and we're praying that there is. But unless there is, I expect to see um, godly people going to jail over this. And that's that's a worrying thing, but um, certainly that's what I expect. Because unless we turn this around, um, the laws that are going to be put in place are going to definitely catch people who are prepared to speak truth. And let's just deepen this for things that are going on in other nations right now, because uh, in the UK, a uh, organisation, a clinic called the Tavistock Clinic, has been closed because they've discovered some pretty dark things that happen when they are pursuing the sorts of things that are likely to be going on in these states and territories around Australia. What's the latest on the UK and the Tavistock Clinic? 
And so this is why I said in just that previous sentence that there is some encouragement because this this is encouraging in spite of the fact that thousands of children have been affected by the UK to have a stock gender clinic because they they were the forerunners in um, giving experimental and, and often non-reversible and damaging treatments for children who were gender dysphoric. And so they used, they were the, the forerunners in using puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones and, and even the whole body altering surgery of which we have children in Australia now, 15-year-old girls having full mastectomies because they want to be a boy. It's child abuse. But beside that, this clinic was doing all of that. We, our Melbourne clinic particularly, and other clinics around Australia, have followed the Tavistock Clinic and we have um, closely uh, tried to sort of copy what they've been doing. Now, what we're finding is that there's a thousand families who are joining a medical negligence lawsuit against this clinic. And so the clinic has actually been shut down. There's this lawsuit looming. And this, um, I guess, globally has, in one sense, woken people up. Because as soon as you start talking about lawsuits, that is a worrying thing for the government. And so uh, we are hoping, and this is when I, why I said it was, there was some encouragement, we are really hoping that we can try and um, push the government, particularly the Tasmanian government, but the federal government as well, to conduct an, an inquiry before they take any more steps in following down the Tavistock Clinic road and, and end up in exactly the same place they are. I already think that in 10 years' time there will be lawsuits in Australia. But we're talking in Tavistock Clinic, a 1,000 families are joining a negligence lawsuit. And so we're hoping that that is going to actually impact Australia. And that 1,000 families in the UK, what we're talking about here is children whose lives are being irreversibly changed by going through these sorts of processes. And really, I'm not sure whether it's too late to turn back the tide here. But, Wendy Francis, is there optimism? Because there are some who are standing up, the likes of Senator Claire Chandler from Tasmania, standing up and saying they want a full review of all these practices. Is there a bit of a a tide? Are there MPs and senators who are, in fact, aware that these things are happening overseas? So Claire has been very brave in her calls and it's ridiculous that she's we call her brave for saying something that's incredibly logical uh, and she has been calling for reviews but so far she's been ignored and people don't want to go there. They just don't want to talk about this because as soon as they start talking, like Claire is, is called transphobic and all these awful words that get thrown around these days And so um, at the moment, there is no appetite for a review, but we believe that 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 is changing. Uh, We're certainly, you know, even through the whole sport that we've just had on TV, we've had so much um, sporting stuff lately with Commonwealth Games and everything, then people's awareness of particularly transgender participation in sport, that has been really heightened. And that's been one of the things that Claire Chandler has also been um, making people aware of. And so we think that there is an opportunity at the moment and we're certainly trying to um, get behind Senator Chandler in her calls for a review. 
Uh, Wendy, before I let you go, there is something very big happening with the Australian Christian Lobby and the preparation for what's called the Babylon series. Martin Isles speaking on the topic about Babylon, and uh, there's three different dimensions, as I understand here, Babylon rising, Babylon reigning, and Babylon falling. We know that Babylon is a, a biblical a metaphor for all things bad and we've just spent the last 15 or 20 minutes talking about all things bad right now uh, the mm. babylon series is coming up that's pretty exciting isn't it it is exciting it's really big the tickets were launched just last friday i think it was and within a very short space of time the sydney tickets so the sydney is in september um and so it goes september october november uh, the Sydney tickets, over a thousand people bought within the first few hours. So it's a very, it would, I think that they're about $18 the ticket. And that's mainly because uh, we want to stop trolls just going in and buying, you know, up tickets and then not turning up. We want the seats to be filled. And so it is exciting. And Martin, I know, is spending a lot of time in preparation to really um, seek to empower Christians today to live boldly in, in what really is modern-day Babylon. Babylon rising in Sydney in September, Babylon reigning in Canberra in October, and Babylon falling, that'll be a presentation in Melbourne in November. Uh, for listeners wondering how you can participate in those, and as you say, Wendy Francis, they will be popular. There is a ticket price. Uh, that'll stop trolls from just turning out to be a protest uh, uh, contingent mm. in whatever way. But acl.org.au to find out the precise dates and the venues and how you can participate in those. And so in those capital cities, in Sydney and Canberra and in Melbourne, acl.org.au, you'll find a link there for Babylon, uh, something pretty significant that's coming up. And as you say, Wendy Francis, uh, with Martin Isles preparing well for those, uh, they will be very hard-hitting events, no doubt. Wendy, thank you so much for another great update, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.